Watch ye, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Thus coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 145, beginning on page 520. I will magnify thee, O God, my King. I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I give thanks unto thee and praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and marvelous worthy to be praised. There is no end of his greatness. One generation shall praise thy works unto another, and declare thy power. As for me, I will be talking of thy worship, thy glory, thy praise, and wondrous works. So that men shall speak of the might of the marvelous acts, and I will also tell of thy greatness. The memorial of thine abundant kindness shall be showed, and men shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, long-suffering, and of great goodness. The Lord is loving unto every man, and his mercy is over all his works. All thy works praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints give thanks unto thee. They show the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power. That thy power, their glory, and mightiness of thy kingdom might be made known unto men. The, thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all ages. The Lord upholdeth all such as fall and lifteth up those that are down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, O Lord, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand, and fillest all things living with plenteousness. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all of them that call upon him, yea, all such as call upon him faithfully. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will help them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but scattereth abroad all the ungodly. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, 
and let all flesh give thanks unto his holy name for ever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th verse of the third chapter of the book of Zephaniah. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your judgments. He has cast out your enemy. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear. Zion, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I will gather those who sorrow over the appointed assembly, who are among you, to whom its reproach is a burden. Behold, at that time I will deal with all who afflict you. I will save the lame and gather those who are driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where they were put to shame. At that time I will bring you back, even at the time I, will, I gather you. For I will give you fame and praise among all the peoples of the earth, when I return your captives before your eyes, says the Lord. Here ends the first, first lesson. O Emmanuel, our King and Lawgiver, the desire of all nations and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. Remembering his mercy, I hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Emmanuel, our King and Lawgiver, the desire of all nations, and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God. Here begins the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea, then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, 
shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates and 12 angels at the gates and names written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south and three gates on the west. Now the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as a square, its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. Then he measured its wall, one hundred and forty cu forty-four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of an angel. The construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh hyacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each individual gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, there shall be no night there and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. But there, shall be no, but there shall by no means enter anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. 
and do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us, and with great might succor us, that whereas through our sins and wickedness we are sore let and hindered in running the race that is set before us, thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness, and put upon us the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty, to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good e evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. Um. In order to understand our, our Old Testament and New Testament lesson, I think it will help to go back and look at the, what we call salvation history. You know, God created the universe and he created man to be stewards, to be the, the, the first of all his creatures, the, the, the things that he created. And mankind turned away from God. He was disobedient. He fell from grace. He, mankind sinned. And as a result of that, the history of mankind has been a, as C.S. Lewis put it, is been a constant search for to find fulfillment in something other than God. And it always comes up as a failure. But God still has compassion for us. He still loves humanity. And as a result, he chose a people to form a covenant with them. And in that, throughout history, this covenant with his people was constantly tested by, the, by mankind's own wickedness. And yet God persevered in his trust and belief in his people and so eventually he chose them to dwell with them in a place called jerusalem in the temple and where his glory resided there with them as to be a beacon to all the peoples of the earth of his love for them and of his protection of them if mankind would only turn to god and to trust in him. Yet, even his chosen people could not do this thing. They constantly failed. So in our Old Testament lesson, we have a lesson from Zephaniah. And he's writing at a time 
of coming reforms at the time Jerusalem had fallen so far the Jewish people had Israel had fallen so far that they had brought in idols of other gods into God's temple where he resided they were worshiping other gods in his own place in his own home if you will his home with humanity and Zephaniah and eventually King Josiah and helped enact reforms to take care of this thing but yet Israel would eventually fall apart it would turn to these other gods again such that about 50 years after his writing the nation of Israel would be taken away in captivity to Babylon and the destruction of the, this first temple this temple of Solomon and from our reading of scriptures and from the Apocrypha, we see that even though the temple is reborn or rebuilt, God's spirit never resides again in Jerusalem. It's never there again in the temple. And so that brings us to this imagery of, of, of the prophet where he is promising a restoration. He, he is giving a prophecy of this eventual destruction, but gives a, a, a promise of hope for the, its restoration. And it's important because this sustains what we call this faithful remnant who goes away into captivity in Babylon and continues to trust in God and continues to have hope in him for this restoration, this coming restoration by the Messiah. And so this is what the 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 this the scene that we, we find that Jesus comes into, this hope for Messiah to come back and restore Jerusalem into this great place and to where God will once again reside with his people. But we see this played out in our New Testament lesson here in Revelation, where we see the truth of the matter that this new Jerusalem is not a, an earthly thing it is not a, a an earthly kingdom it is something f so far beyond that that is hard to describe that we can that the john can only use these images and these these visions drawn from the the prophets of the old testament and then recontextualize in jesus himself jesus is the the glory of god in made flesh for us and so the result is that this image that we see in in revelation here is something that is coming something that we long for and hope for but it's also a vision of what we have in christ now and the new jerusalem is in essence the church itself and we each of us because Jesus resides in us and we in him. We become essentially tabernacles of God. We hold within us Jesus himself and can be that, that beacon and that light that Jerusalem was always supposed to be. And we do that through the church by coming together and being of one mind and loving each other. We become a beacon to the rest of the world. And as long as we always maintain that hope and work towards 
being the fulfillment of God's promise for humanity. Keeping in mind this beautiful vision of the new Jerusalem and trying to always hold that hope within our hearts and live out that hope in our lives. We become that beacon for other people, just as Jesus becomes was that beacon for us and who drew him drew us to him and gives us continual newness of life. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Thursday night. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Deacon John. Thank you. Have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. Yeah.